you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Exchange, and here's your host, John Landon. Afternoon, everyone, and welcome to an edition of Fantasy Football Exchange. Of course, this is a Tuesday's episode where we talk about the waiver wire portion of everything, and of course, we talk about the Monday night football stats between the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings, so We'll get into that, and of course, we'll get into some quick injury updates around the league, something quick and fast to get you through the week. Um, Of course, not a lot of action going on on a Tuesday, and of course, there's not a lot to go on on this Tuesday show also, so we're just going to make it brief here, and of course, tomorrow we'll talk about the Thursday night preview between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills there in Buffalo, New York. Uh, of course, that is a 7.15 Central Time kickoff, 8.15 Eastern Time. We'll also give some DraftKings Sportsbook prop bets on that show tomorrow. So, of course, that is a favorite of a lot of people. And, of course, we do that on uh, Thursday's previews and Friday's episode for the Sunday slate. So uh, stick around for those prop and parlay bets involving the DraftKings Sportsbook on those episodes. But, again... On today's show, we are going to just move quickly and get right into a lot of this action that was happening last night. Surprising action, of course. Uh, We did not expect the San Francisco 49ers to lose back-to-back weeks, but that is exactly what they did. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You know, so, of course, uh, uh... Kirk Cousins did his thing. I did recommend him last night to get you guys over the hump. So hopefully he was able to do that. Um, And on today's episode, hopefully you're celebrating with me. Uh, We've got this win for week seven. And so we're hoping to carry that over to week eight and beyond. And that is why we're here today, ladies and gentlemen, to get these waiver wires so we can get some of these people over the hump because it got me over the hump. This past weekend, I had Deontay Foreman in my lineups. He came through, got me where I needed to be. So congratulations to me this morning because of those waiver wire targets that we went out and got this past week seven. And we're going to do the same for week eight. So with no further ado, let's get right into last night's stats action between the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. All right. All right, cool, cool. So as mentioned, I said, go ahead and let's roll with a one Kirk Cousins last night. So uh, that was on the stardom and sit uh, portion of it. Um, so again, pat me on the back because I got that one correct. And he did toss the ball 45 times for 35 completed. Uh, did get 378 on the air. So through two touchdowns, was picked off once at the beginning of the game. Did not get sacked which is very surprising here in this tough, stout San Francisco 49ers defense. Okay, he did try to rush the ball two times, but that was a negative one. But he did end up with 22 on your roster, and that is amazing this morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are so happy about that if he got you over the edge. 
All right, yes, and and hopefully he did just that. And on the other side of the ball, I got this one correct, too, because although Brock Purdy did not get us the win out there for us, Brandon Ayuk holders, okay, he still had a solid one. Tossed the ball 30 for 21, 272, a touchdown in the air. Picked off twice, was sacked once, rushed the ball five for 19 for 15 on your roster this morning. So not a bad not a bad way to kick it off uh, this Tuesday, all right? So hopefully he did help you out as well and got us those uh, wins that we were looking for. So, yes, pat me on the back there. I got that one correct as well. So uh, shout out to Brock Purdy there. And on to the running backs portion here from last night's game. Again, I said to sit. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. To sit Alexander Madison. And that is exactly what happened. He did not do very well last night and against his 49ers front. So I got this one correct to sit Alexander Madison. He touched the ball eight for 39 only. All right. He was targeted three, caught both of the caught two of those balls for only three yards and ended up with a flat five this morning. So we do not like to hear that uh, from Alexander Madison. All right. So uh, again, that was correct on my end, but hopefully he did not hurt you too badly this morning. All right, and Cam Akers, I said slowly he would come along here in this offense. That is exactly what it looked like last night. He looks great here in this Minnesota backfield. Touched the ball 10 times for 31 yards. Targeted three out of the backfield for two of those caught for 30 yards. Ended up with eight on the rosters, so... Hopefully, he helped you out last night, and you did listen to my show yesterday to start a one Cam Akers because that is exactly what happened. He took over this backfield from Madison last night. How about Christian McCaffrey on the other side of the ball? No doubt about it. He did exactly what what we all predicted he would do, and he does this each week. Okay, he touched the ball 15 for 45, did get the TD on the ground, targeted three and caught all three of those balls for 51 yards, ended up with a score in the air there for a nice 22 on our rosters this morning. So shout out to you winners out there that have Christian McCaffrey on your roster and he got you those wins. Okay. On to the pass-catching side of these two teams. Uh, of course, I had Jordan Addison in a lot of my bets. Um, I believe I got the DraftKings right here. I had him for, uh, actually, DraftKings had him for over 51 and a half. I took that bet on the receiving side yards for $5, paid out 934 all right, so I got that correct, along with telling you to go ahead and roll with Jordan Addison. So I got this one correct today on this Tuesday on both sides uh, and got me paid there. Was targeted 10 for 7 for 123. Got two TDs, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ended up with 28. All right, with a Justin Jefferson out the next few weeks. Look for Jordan Addison, the rookie, to continue on his roll. All right, for K.J. Osborne, I got this one correct, too, to go ahead and roll with him. Targeted six for five for 47. Ended it with nine on your roster. Not too bad, not too good, but that's just doable around here to get you over those humps. 
possibly in your DFS dart throws. So, yes, this morning I'll take that one there. Also, with Brandon Powell, I told you take him in a fifth and a 14 and beyond. Uh, something in a contest as well. Targeted five for four for 64. Rushed the ball one for five. Ended up with 10 on your roster. So, yes, I got this one correct as well, ladies and gentlemen. All right. But I did not get this one correct on the other side of the ball with a Brandon Ayuk this morning. Did not do too well for us out there. I expected more. Yes. And that is how he looked. Although beggars cannot be choosers around here because I didn't need that to occur uh, to get me over the hump. I was already in the winner's circle. Uh, yesterday, if you were listening to my show, this was just padding the stats, although he did not help me out in my DraftKings Sportsbook prop bet. And we'll revisit that one actually here in just a second. But he was targeted six for five for 57, did not rush the ball out of the backfield. We could have used that somewhat like a Debo Samuel move, right? But he did not do that back there in the backfield. Ended up with only nine on our rosters this morning. So hopefully he did not hurt you too bad. All right. Out there. And again, uh, did not help me out too bad, too much there uh, in that department. Okay, so uh, while we're on the Brandon Ayuk subject, uh, when it involved the the DraftKings bet here, I had him at any time touchdown that did not occur. Okay, so I'll take that one on the chin as well as the parlay bet. He was just off the mark. Okay, we all we had as the two pick parlay. If you guys remember, I had Christian McCaffrey and anytime touchdown. All right, that did occur, okay, but you need both to occur in order for the parlay to pay out. And Brandon Ayuk did not cross the 71 and a half receiving yards. All right, so uh, that didn't occur for us last night, but the Jordan Addison did. So one out of two, all right, we'll take it. We expected more for Brandon Ayuk, so hopefully going forward, he does just that. Okay, and if you remember... I said, let's roll with Jawan Jennings as well in a 14 and up. Uh, he would need to help out Brandon Ayuk. He did that. So uh, picked that one correct on the stardom side. It was targeted nine for five for 54 yards. Did not rush the ball out of the backfield for only eight yards. But yes, eight yards or eight points will help uh, the deeper formats out or in a contest. It'll help you get over some of those. Uh, points that a lot of people just didn't want to pick. They want to pick the bigger names. They don't want to take some of these lower uh, level, uh, lower hanging fruit out there. So uh, if you took Jawan Jennings and he helped you out this morning, I hope he did. And we're happy about that around here. Okay. And uh, Ray Ray McLeod, the third, um, someone who just had to just jump in the mix here to, you know, steal some of the targets away from a Brandon Ayuk or Jawan Jennings. But Hey, he was targeted three for two for 20 yards only for only three on the roster. All right. So uh, hopefully he didn't play a Ray Ray McLeod the third anywhere uh, last night against the Minnesota Vikings. All right. That brings us to the tight ends. And of course, uh, both of these, we got right money in the bank here. We I mean, no, don't need to be the one to tell you that. Uh, hopefully you are play these players regardless all right you drafted them high for a reason do not second guess yourself when it comes to a lot of these players all right and that that is no different when it comes to tj hawkinson targeted 12 for 11 for 86 yards okay did not rush out of the backfield did not need to ended it with 15 on the night 
That is great out here for the tight ends. Okay, and same thing for George Kittle, seven for five for 78 yards. No score, but did rush one for two yards only. All right, for 11 this morning on your roster. So either way, both of these guys were money in the bank. I'm hoping they got you where you need to be because they did what they needed to do last night. All right, so of course there is a score predictor for this all and I got this incorrectly as well as I'm sure a lot of you did as well. All right. So San Francisco ended up with 17, Minnesota 22. And if I sound a little bit down about that, all right, I am. Okay. Because I am an NFC North rival to these guys as a Chicago Bear fan. All right. And we wanted to be the only ones around here with a win this week seven. So that was not the case because Minnesota joined the party. And we're hoping that that is not the case going forward. All right. All right. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and visit some quick fantasy injury news here on this Tuesday. Not much action going on anyways around here. All right. This is a Tuesday and most practices or injury news happens on a Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, just with that, uh, I do have some quick uh, stuff to hit the wire here. Will Levis, as a quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, will go ahead and split duties with uh, Malik Willis in the backfield here as Tannehill will be missing a couple of weeks. Anyways, I believe they're they're going to go ahead and start shopping DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry going forward either way. So not much to look forward to here in this offense between the Tennessee Titans and the pass catchers. All right, speaking of the pass catcher, it looks like Traylon Burks has been practicing all week during thereby. All right, so look for him to go ahead, and he might slide in as the number one here if they're going to go ahead and trade DeAndre Hopkins. So if you got a chance, go ahead and snatch up a Traylon Burks as well. Okay, so with that, guys, that was some quick news around the league again this is a tuesday not much happening all right so with that let's go ahead and let's jump into this waiver action am i right let's talk about some of this waiver news that we're looking for um that hopefully will help us get us over the edge to make us some uh to get us uh those wins for the next few weeks to get us into the championship that we're looking for to get into so join me with this waiver uh, news that we're about to hop into here for the week eight. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go with a 10 to 12, uh, three of those, and then I'll give you two for the 14 and beyond. So let's kick it off with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to be my number one target coming back from his ACL. Looks like they're going to get him more involved here, uh, even though the season is a goner. All right. Looks like they want to get him some work in. So look for Kyler Murray to help us get over the edge, especially if they're going to use him to run around here as he picks up the offense more and more for the weeks go along. All right, that brings me to Gardner Minshew, number two, someone who's going to pick up more of this offense of the Indianapolis Colts and lean on Jonathan Taylor more and more uh, back there as he targets some of these pass catchers. So number two would be Gardner Minshew for me. 
Number three would be Derek Carr. Yes, Derek Carr, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, he is available in a lot of leagues in ESPN, 46% availability, even with these pass catchers. So, and speaking of that, if you've seen come through, uh, Chris Olave has been arrested overnight for uh, driving 35 miles over the speed limit, intoxicated. I believe they said resisting arrest. So, um, not looking very good for a Chris Olave owners out there for the wide receiver too. So Derek Carr's going to have to lean heavily onto Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara here going forward. So Derek Carr being on number three waiver wire quarterback pickup. All right, that brings me to Tyson Badgett. Yes, Tyson Badgett for the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Uh-huh. Yes, he got us that win this week. We'll take him any way we can get him. All right. And I believe for the Sunday night, he is going against the Chargers. He's going to have to toss the ball around here. All right. So in a 14 to 16 or a super flex, go ahead and target a Tyson Badgett. All right. That brings me to my last number five for the quarterbacks this week. Desmond Ritter picking up the offense here this past weekend. Not a fan of him, though. All right, but credit is credit we're due, and I believe that he's going to have to lean more on Drake London, Kyle Pitts as we go along here. All right, and I am so disappointed with Bijan Robinson. Even though I got the win, he was on that on my squads that got the wins this weekend. Don't know how, but still got the wins, and I'm so disappointed with how they went about that there in the Atlanta Falcons organization. So hopefully they don't do that to us again as fantasy owners. But look out for Desmond Ritter, number five. Okay, that brings me to the running backs. That would be a Daryl Henderson. That is right. Daryl Henderson has been a damn headache, a thorn on our sides. If we all know that, dealing with this L.A. Rams backfield the past few years, um, he is back, ladies and gentlemen. And I had Zach Evans. I did not fire him up, though. Thank goodness on that front, because I would have had B. John Robinson and Zach Evans with a big fat donut. Um for this week seven. So good thing I didn't do that. Uh, but Daryl Henderson would be number one on my list to target in this waiver running back section. That brings me to number two, Roshan Johnson. I believe that uh, if he, and actually this has been quite a long time for a concussion. Okay. This has to be a lot more serious than uh, initially reported, but either way, it looks like he's going to make his return here. And uh, even with Deontay, John, uh, Deontay Foreman back there putting in that work this past weekend, I believe they're still going to want to see what he has. So look out for number two on my list, Roshan Johnson. Okay, that would bring me to number three here. And that is a Kareem Hunt. And I know a Kareem Hunt is gone in a lot of formats here, but he is also still available 42% in ESPN leagues. Okay, but he is dealing with an injury, so don't expect too much from him because he is still dealing with something there. All right, so I would not be surprised if it's this next uh, player that I mentioned here in the 14 and beyond section does overtake Kareem Hunt here in the next couple of weeks while Jerome Ford is sidelined. So that brings me to Pierre Strong Jr. for the backfield of the Cleveland Browns, and I believe he does have a little something to overtake Kareem Hunt not this week, but possibly in week nine. So if you get a chance, look out for a Pierre Strong, number four on my list for the waiver targets.
Okay. That brings us to number five, and that is Tajay Spears. You've heard me say his name a number of times around here on Fantasy Football Exchange, and I that'll be no different, especially since, as I mentioned, they are shopping Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins for the Tennessee Titans. And like I mentioned in my previous shows, while they were on their buy, I believe they were trying to get this young man more involved here, and that is probably what they are doing behind the scenes here. So number five on my list would be Tajay Spears. All right, so that's going to take me to the wide receivers portion, and that would be Josh Downs, number one on my list. Okay, and I'm sure a lot of you already grabbed him because I actually went against him in one of my 14 uh, standard leagues. He was in there as a flex, so I'm, I know people already are in tune here and targeting him. So number one is going to be a Josh Downs for me. Okay, number two, Wandell Robinson. Yes, Wandell Robinson, New York Giants. I think they're going to get him more involved here with that team. Uh, depending on who's uh, under center here, uh, I think the, the best for him would probably be Daniel Jones to be throwing him the rock. So number two on my list is going to be Wandale Robinson, New York Giants. Okay. Number three here, Detroit Lions, Jamison Williams. Yes, he is still available in 37% of ESPN formats. So I'm looking for number three on my list, Jamison Williams, to kind of help out Amon Ra as the season goes along here. Okay. Now, New England Patriots, I'm not a big fan of when it comes to their pass catchers, but in the 14 to 16, Kendrick Bourne is going to be somebody that I definitely would go out and try to target. Mac Jones, if he continues with his uh, progression here as the weeks go along and gets a little bit more confident here, I think Kendrick Bourne could be the beneficiary of that. So look out for number four on my list, Kendrick Bourne. All right, and number five, I mentioned this man in past week's episode when they traded for him from the Jets to the Kansas City Chiefs, making his way back home, and he looked a little more confident this past week on his um, kickoff return that he helped the Chiefs get into great field position. So I think as the weeks go along, this is going to be the Miko Hardman and Rushy Rice pass catcher show here to help out Travis Kelsey in this offense because someone needs to come through help out cannot be one player on the field each and every week although a lot of you out there would wish that be the case that cannot be the case in reality and so that would be a Miko Hardman on this uh, waiver wire targets here in week eight all right let's revisit the tight ends this is always one that you're just grabbing uh, for apples here all right, so it, any one of these guys can shoot up the rankings here at any given moment. So if you've heard me before, I'm not a huge fan of the New Orleans Saints tight end situation. I still am not, but I understand that uh, credit is credit we're due here due to the points for the past few weeks. And that is number one on my list, Taysom Hill, New Orleans Saints. And number two uh, slowly has been coming along here in the offense, and I think they, they've probably given him a little bit more work uh, through the bye 
kind of involving him here. So Jake Ferguson is going to be my number two target here for the Dallas Cowboys in week eight. All right, number three, I've seen this uh, young man play uh, for the past few years in the Notre Dame uh, here in Chicago, So, uh, as well as Cole Komet prior to him. So I know bigger things are coming from Michael Mayer, and I think number three on my list to target for this week is going to be Michael Mayer of the Las Vegas Raiders. Number four, especially Dalton. Okay, so Dalton Kincaid is going to be my number four, but he actually can move up the list here, especially now knowing that Dawson Knox will be missing some time due to his wrist surgery. So I would not be mad at you if you moved up Dalton Kincaid in your rankings and actually threw him into your number one or even your number two target for the week here. So I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid, number four on my list for week eight. So not big on the New York Jets. Any any one of the pass catchers except for one, and that would be Garrett Wilson. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to recommend a tight end here for the New York Jets in the 14 and beyond, and that is Tyler Conklin. Uh, I think they're going to look more and more his direction, especially since Zach Wilson seems to be getting a little bit more confident here in this offense. So he'd be quick to look for his security blanket, and that is going to be a Tyler Conklin Ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's talk about the last portion of the waiver targets, and that's going to be some defensive streamers here. I got three of them here for week, for week eight that we can target. So let's kick that off and backdoor that with the New York Jets, okay, versus the New York Giants. And we don't know who the, who the, the quarterback's going to be here for week eight when it comes to the New York Giants. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the New York Jets, uh, as a defensive streamer here in week eight against those Giants. All right, the Houston Texans versus the Carolina Panthers. Looks like the Carolina Panthers uh, would take C.J. Stroud probably if we can go back and revisit this. So uh, although they cannot do that, both of these are going to go against each other here, the number one and number twos. Uh, quarterbacks here in the draft and I'm going to take the Texans defense when it comes to that because it looks Bryce Young has made quite a bunch of mistakes here when it comes to throwing the ball to the other team or fumbling and plus the sacks okay and that is something that I'm looking for the Texans to do here in week eight so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna roll with the Houston Texans defense as a defensive streamer this week All right, last on my list for the defensive side, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Pittsburgh Steelers here in week eight. All right, because I just believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars have enough to pick off a couple of times. Kenny Pickett, all right. Although Kenny Pickett looked great this past weekend, I don't bank on him doing it on a back-to-back week consistent basis. So I'm going to take that Jacksonville Jaguars defense here in week eight for the waiver wire portion of the show. All right, so that's going to do it here for this episode, this quick episode of the waiver wire targets on this Tuesday's episode of the show. And so 
I'm going to leave you guys with that thought. Uh, we will talk about more of the Thursday night preview on tomorrow's episode, as well as some DraftKings sports prop bets. Okay, so um, again, to you winners out there on this Tuesday, as myself, congratulations. Uh, that is what we come out here for to do. That is correct. We play to win the game. All right. So I'm going to leave you guys uh, on this Tuesday um, again. And I am out. Goals. Goodbye. Touchdown. Welcome to Chicago. DJ Moore.